get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN, and we are very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our Cardinals insider and our friend Katie Wu. She's joining us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line live from San Diego, where the Cardinals earlier today at the winter meetings made a significant signing, the biggest signing that they have ever made in free agency by a player that didn't previously play for the Cardinals. It's Wilson Contreras, who is going to be the Cardinals' new catcher on a five-year, 87 and a half million dollar contract katie we appreciate the time and what i have to imagine is an unbelievably busy day for you how you doing out there in san diego well i'd like to wish you all and i i guess the city of st louis a happy wilson Contreras day certainly a big relief for the st louis cardinals john mozella could not have been more clear over the last month and a half that getting a starting catcher was topmost priority and as the talks took the week, he made it pretty clear that he would have liked and preferred to have that deal done by the time the winter meetings wrap up officially today. There will be some unofficial meetings tomorrow. But, you know, a huge day for St. Louis because they finally have addressed that, that their most glaring hole, and they did so in a way that addresses two biggest needs. One, they fill their starting catcher for a substantially long time. This will not be a stopgap signing. It's five years. And they've majorly improved their offense. You look at the heart of the order as it's currently projected. You have Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arnauto, Wilson Contreras. You suddenly feel much, much better about the Cardinals' offense going into 2023. And, of course, there's still so much time to go before pitchers and catchers report in February. Katie, were you surprised they decided to go this direction as opposed to a trade? Yes, I was. And it's not necessarily because of one specific factor. I was surprised because the Cardinals had such ample depth to trade for a catcher when you think about major league-ready, young, controllable talent and the prospect depth you think, okay, well, we, it makes sense that they'd go for a trade. And over the past few years, John Mozeliak's biggest acquisitions have come in the form of a trade. So just looking at history, it seemed natural that that would be the route that they go. Also, early in the season or in the offseason, and again, things fluctuate so much during the offseason, it became pretty clear that the Cardinals, you know, would, were going to value defense heavily from that position as they always have. And it didn't look like at the time Contreras would fit from a defensive perspective. But as things go on, as things change, this is why the winter meetings are so important because you have this face-to-face time and you can really identify needs from all different parties. It seems pretty clear that the Cardinals thought that Contreras would be their best overall asset for multiple reasons, and they went and got him. Katie, can that substantial depth that we thought was going to be moved for a catcher, can that still be on the move potentially this offseason? Yes, absolutely. And that's part of the one of the minor reasons why signing a catcher was so important because it now provides the front office clarity and how they can proceed throughout the rest of the offseason. Now that they've used their, their money and their free agency to sign Contreras, 
they still have that ample prospect up, that ample talent to trade from, and they can now use it in different avenues. We look at the Cardinals and how their projected rotation is. They, John Mozilla can said they have six starters on paper. Well, only of those six, two are projected to be on the team in uh, 2024. So he certainly didn't rule out acquiring any more pitching. They do need some bullpen help. And they have plenty of resources to do so, but it was made clear throughout October and November that the Cardinals couldn't really pursue those other avenues until they figured out how they were going to secure their catcher. Now that they have Contreras, they'll have a little bit more clarity in pursuing other things. What do you think that they are going to try to do, in your opinion, Katie? It's a great question. I think right now they're going to celebrate, right? <laughs> I mean, this is, this is not just, you know, addressing a need. This is kind of signaling a new tide in St. Louis. I don't think it's very fair to say Contreras is Yadier Molina's replacement. I don't think that's fair for anybody. But it does signal a new change. I mean, the cashing position has been so prized for the Cardinals for two decades. And now they're bringing in not just a catcher, but the catcher from their biggest rival. And they did pull in a relatively team-friendly deal. I think they'll be pretty excited about this acquisition. They'll take some time to decompress and uh, look to start addressing other needs. I mean, their offense has obviously picked up already with Contreras. They could pivot to pitching. They could pivot to exploring the team in other ways. But right now, I think it's a big collective sigh of relief from John Mosaic and company that their biggest need has been addressed. How much influence do you think Ollie Marmel had in this decision, Katie? You know, I think it's what, what tipped me off that the Cardinals were heavily in favor for Contreras was the conversations we had yesterday with Ollie during his media availability at, in the winter meeting when he was expressing how much he loved Wilson Contreras as a competitor. He was describing those conversations of Mosaic and, and Ollie meeting with Contreras in Orlando a couple of weeks ago. And it said, you know, obviously they know how strong of a competitor Contreras is based on the amount of times they've played him, right, in the division. But having the face-to-face time, the conversations, it was made pretty clear to Ollie that this was a guy that wants to win, has winning qualities. You know, when you're looking at things off paper from Contreras, I was talking to our Cubs beat writer, Patrick Mooney, and he said he's very similar in, in the mentorship to Yachty because he's always he's, he's wanting to mentor these young Latin American players, and we saw how much that pays off when Yachty did it. Contreras wants to do the same. So you're looking at a guy that wants to win, understands the importance of, mentors, importance of men- mentorship, has grown up through a pretty, you know, he started his career in 2016. Well, we all know what happened with the Cubs in 2016, and he's had a pretty up-and-down career throughout that in terms of dealing with the success of being on a winning team and then not on a winning team. So... You know, I, I do think that this is a signing that maybe in the beginning of the offseason we weren't sure about, but the more we find out, the more we discuss, I do think Ollie had a little bit of play in there, and I do think it's going to be a good move for St. Louis. Katie, when you're looking at this team now with Wilson Contreras, do you feel like that they're still lacking in a certain area? You know, I think it's a fair question. I think that when you're looking at the outfield, there are a lot of variables. One thing that was made clear to me over the past couple of days is that this organization loves them some Lars Newbar. Uh, seems like they're counting on him to play a pretty significant role in 2023, but they are banking on some comeback years from Dylan Carlson and from Tyler O'Neill. And I think Tyler O'Neill's success is going to be imperative. It's probably the biggest question mark that they're facing now currently. Jordan Walker will see some substantial time to earn the uh, starting uh, place on the opening day roster in spring training. But, you know, I have to remember for as alluring as Jordan Walker is, he's only been playing the outfield for a couple of months professionally. So when you're looking overall at the team, I do think there is a couple of question marks in the outfield because the ceiling is high for a couple of these players. It's just a matter of, you know, can they achieve it? And it's a pretty big gamble at this point based on what we saw from Tyler O'Neill last year with the injuries, if he can do so. 
Do you think they chose, and we're talking to Katie Wu, Cardinals insider for The Athletic. Be sure to follow her on Twitter, at Wu. You can follow all of her work over at The Athletic through that Twitter account. Do you think they chose Wilson Contreras over, like, was he their priority over a Sean Murphy? Or do you think that the asking price for Sean Murphy became so outrageous that they decided to pivot to Wilson Contreras? You know, Good question. I don't think it was necessarily a matter of preference. I think the Cardinals were in on every single catcher imaginable, checking in on all the names, whether it was Contreras, Murphy, the catchers in Toronto, Christian Vasquez. They wanted it to know every single thing about every single catcher available. This was not a decision to be taken lightly. I do know the price for Murphy was very, very high, and the Cardinals were in a formidable position where they were not necessarily bound to make a move by a trade or by a free agent acquisition. They had the flexibility to do either or. I think when it came down to it, they saw a price that was attainable for both sides, for Contreras and for the Cardinals, and still, again, left them with that depth that we mentioned to have to make more moves in the future. But I don't think it was a matter of preference. I think it was a matter of long-term overall fit and what was going to be sustainable to allow them to keep making moves throughout the offseason. Katie, initial thoughts when you saw that Jose Quintana signed with the Mets today? Um, you know... I kind of thought that there was going to be some interest in bringing Quintana back to St. Louis, but I also knew he was always going to command a two-year deal and he pitched well enough to be a starter. Cardinals are ide- their ideal rotation, of course, is Jack Flaherty, Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis, Stephen Matz, Jordan Montgomery, and Quintana would be that swing man. But because Quintana finished so strongly in 2022, I thought teams would give him a, a better opportunity for his sake in, in terms of being a regular starter in a two-year deal than the Cardinals maybe were willing to. So it would have been a great fit for St. Louis, of course, would they like to have Quintana back? Yes, on the right terms. But I just think from Quintana's sake that there were going to be teams out there that could offer better based on what their roster needs were. Katie, I think this is my last question for you, unless you say Probably something not, Katie. too interesting not to follow up on. Um, if you had to rank these three, what from most to least likely, what do you think the Cardinals would be most likely to trade for? A bat? In my mind, I'm thinking Brian Reynolds, but could be anybody. Starting pitcher? Or a reliever, again, in my mind, I'm thinking like a Liam Hendricks type. We, we heard this week that he could be potentially available. In, in order from bat, starting pitcher, reliever, what do you think is most to least likely via trade the rest of this offseason? I actually think none of the above. I think a swingman. I think a swingman. I know they have a couple of young swingmen in terms of Andre Pallante and Zach Thompson. You know, maybe Matthew Libertor, if he can show some growth in the spring. But I think what the Cardinals are looking at is some flexibility in terms of adding to their rotation, but also bolstering their bullpen at the same time. Uh, I know you have guys like Dakota Hudson and Drew Verhagen, but those are names that, you know, based on their 2022 performance, fans aren't necessarily optimistic about. Uh, I think if you're looking at what the Cardinals are looking to attract next, they're going to go ahead and look at maybe potentially bolstering their pitching with a swingman relief option could potentially start. And they know I think that they're going to continue to look to add for offense. Maybe in incremental ways, perhaps a veteran outfielder. I think we always kind of circle back to that being a possibility. Uh, so I think, you know, well, it's early still, and these things are fluid and will continue to change throughout the, the next couple months leading into February. I do think that the Cardinals are in a great position because they do have the depth from an internal standpoint to continue bolstering their club. And it certainly has to be encouraging to fans that they went out there and they've got a household name a recognizable name. It did, they did not settle. They got what they believe to be the best available catcher on the market today. Should set the tone for what could be uh, an exciting offseason to follow. Like a Michael Walker type? Oh, see, another question, oh, here Katie. We go. Another here we damn go. question. What about Corey Dickerson? <laughs> Who? I'm kidding. 
<laughs> I thought you said Corey Dickerson. Is that what you said? BK just gasped. I did. As, a, as a reliever, I, I like the I like the thought experiment. Katie, there. I like the jokes. <laughs> Oh, you know, guys, got to got to crack some jokes to get through what has just been uh, an exhilarating week. But hey, it's nice to be back and in person, I guess. Hey, Katie, go get yourself some delicious Mexican food out there in San Diego. Thank you so much for taking a little bit of time to talk with us today. And we'll talk with you again soon. Yeah, you got it, guys. Have a good one.